next on the 5 o'clock report. Indisputably guided only by the facts and the law. What's up with that? This complicates the situation. You're talking about the sitting president and the former president. Mommy, just be calm and everything will be okay. Now, let's go to the newsroom. Who knew what and when? Good afternoon. Thank you very much for joining us. I'm Mark Webster. I signed an order appointing Robert Herr a special counsel. That's Attorney General Merrick Garland, months after doing the same thing regarding former President Donald Trump's handling of classified documents. Today, he appointed Special Prosecutor Robert Herr to investigate President Biden's handling of secret documents while Vice President. Those docs have now surfaced in improperly stored locations in Washington and at his home in Delaware. This appointment underscores for the public the department's commitment to both independence and accountability in particularly sensitive matters and to making decisions indisputably guided only by the facts and the law. Plenty of questions to be asked and answered, especially among Republicans, such as Louisiana Senator John Kennedy. One of his big concerns about that place they found the first batch of wayward Biden docs, the University of Pennsylvania's Penn Biden Center. It's in Washington, D.C. It was a hangout, a clubhouse for President Biden and his people before they were inaugurated. And allegedly it is funded with tens of millions of dollars from China. What's up with that? Biden says he's cooperating fully with the DOJ probe. Anyone who doesn't think this complicates the situation is rather delusional. Law professor Jonathan Turley tells Fox News. The Department of Justice has already said that the mishandling of the of these documents can most certainly be a crime. They said that in court with regard to Donald Trump. And former assistant U.S. attorney Andy McCarthy tells Fox News the stakes here are huge. You're talking about the sitting president and the former president, but both of them essentially are candidates in the 2024 election. So this has tremendous ramifications in terms of the politics of 2024 yeah. as well. The White House says it's confident the probe will show the documents were all accidentally misplaced by Biden. Significant damage reported following a tornado that struck Selma, Alabama this afternoon. That, according to the mayor, who's asked on social media for everyone there to stay calm and stay where they are. Meanwhile, in California, flooding and mudslides remain a threat due to a series of storms there. This man's apartment flooded out. We hear this loud uh, bang. Before we knew it, there was water just pouring inside our beds and uh, our clothes and everything. For some, the toll, though, has taken an unimaginably worse turn. Lindsay Doan's five-year-old son, Kyle, swept away when their family car was caught in floodwaters. His last words to me was, Mommy, just be calm and everything will be okay. Her son has yet to be found. At least 18 confirmed deaths so far in some of the worst flooding California has seen in recent memory. Thankfully, not nearly so severe weather headed to our area. However, meteorologist Kevin Williams says we are looking at a return to wintry weather. The storm system tracking from Missouri today toward northern New York tomorrow will mean a soaking rain and some fog for a while tonight for many of us. Then a flip to snow late tonight and tomorrow. In fact, for those of you in western New York and northwest Pennsylvania, expect some, some impact for the morning commute on Friday with new snow on the ground and snow in the air. All right, Kevin, your forecast just ahead. Economic news now. Inflation appears to be cooling off a bit, at least. The consumer price index down by 0.1% in December, just like economists had thought it would be. CBS business analyst Jill Schlesinger. The continued progress on CPI is good news for the Federal Reserve, but at a 6.5% annual pace, or 5.7% at the core, the central bankers are likely to continue their 
their rate hike campaign. The big decline in gas prices contributed to that drop. Now the skies are slowly getting friendly again. People were scrambling and a lot of people were just trying to figure out what they were going to do next. Some people got a car and decided to drive. Air travelers experiencing a more normal day today, 24 hours removed from a ground stop triggered by an FAA computer malfunction. Lawmakers on both sides of the aisle over on Capitol Hill are demanding answers about what happened yesterday. The FAA does say while its investigation is continuing, it does not appear at this time there were any cybersecurity threats that led up to this failure. CBS's Chris Van Cleve, Lisa Marie Presley in the hospital after suffering cardiac arrest. TMZ is reporting paramedics performed CPR on her at her Southern California home before rushing her to the hospital. America has a baby deficit. The CDC says the number of births in the U.S. has continued to decline, with nearly half of American women under 45 opting not to have children. They say women are staying in school longer and choosing longer career paths. They also cite changing family values, financial concerns, and improved access to contraception. CBS's Stacey Lynn. Cancer death rate down by one-third since 1991. New report from the American Cancer Society says rates have fallen steadily over the past three decades. It says that could be attributed to decreases in people smoking and new technology for detection and treatment. A former ESPN reporter is now suing the network over their vaccine policy. Allison Williams was fired by ESPN in 2021 for failing to follow the network's COVID-19 vaccine mandate. She told Megan Kelly her decision not to get a shot was about starting a family. When you are trying for a child or when you are with child, there's a lot of difficult decisions that you have to make about what you put in your body, uh, what you don't put in your body. She's joined by a former producer in the suit. They claim their religious beliefs were violated. Steve Kathan reporting. Still to come on the 5 o'clock report, a Pennsylvania congressman working to protect the pre-born. The PA State Senate opens a wider window for abuse survivors and New York's plastic bag ban about three years later. I'm Kevin Williams, and here is your family life weather forecast. For tonight, cloudy and damp, periods of rain and fog flipping to snow overnight in western New York and northwest Pennsylvania. Temperatures rising through the 40s in eastern Pennsylvania this evening, dropping back to below the freeze point in western New York before morning. Friday, where it's still raining, it'll flip to snow or flurries, and snow in western New York and northwest Pennsylvania will continue. Several inches will accumulate across western New York and northwest Pennsylvania with slippery conditions as roads freeze as temperatures drop into the 20s in many cases, and then some leftover Lake Flurries, mixed sun on Saturday. Thanks, Kevin. Now, checking the stories making news where you live across New York and PA. A Pennsylvania congressman has reintroduced legislation designed to protect unborn children as abortion providers would have to first check for a fetal heartbeat. Representative Mike Kelly says his bill would provide a federal baseline, leaving states to set their own standards after last summer's overturning of Roe versus Wade. I don't know what each state will determine for its own policy. But I do know once we detect that heartbeat, that baby's protected. There are certain exclusions, but basically it's like we're going to try to protect every life that we can. The Erie area Republican acknowledges that the fetal heartbeat bill is unlikely to pass the Senate or get a presidential signature. The Pennsylvania State Senate passing a series of constitutional amendments giving sex abuse survivors more time to sue their attackers. Included in that, though, new voter ID reforms. Senate Majority Leader Joe Pittman says election integrity is is worth protecting. And asking those who want to participate in our electoral process to demonstrate that they are who they say they are provides confidence, security, and integrity 
to our electoral process. But Democrat Amanda Campoletti says it's wrong to bundle those unrelated items. Leadership of the majority party has sought fit to tie this bipartisan, desperately needed piece of legislation to policies that they know we in the minority party do not and cannot support. Those constitutional amendments must pass both chambers of the Pennsylvania General Assembly this month in order to get on the May ballot. And speaking of ballots and what may be the final word on the November 2022 vote count, Lycoming County has completed the hand recount of ballots from two races there. A petition with 5,000 alleged there were thousands of fraudulent ballots questioned the accuracy of the election results, but the director of voter services says no fraud was indicated. Pennsylvania's governor-elect among those making the rounds at the Pennsylvania Farm Show yesterday. Democrat John Shapiro says he has farmers' backs. I want you to know that when I look at ag, I see, of course, food on our tables, but I see the future, as I said, of the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. I'll be a governor that makes ag a priority. Shapiro says he plans to focus on strengthening Pennsylvania's rural communities and investing in its agriculture industry. To New York now, some residents of northern Niagara County reported hearing explosions this morning, but those blasts were actually occurring over 10 miles away in St. Catharines, Ontario, where a large hazmat fire broke out this morning. Canadians living near the blaze evacuated. Other residents told to stay indoors and avoid smoke from that fire. Does not appear to have posed any threat to Niagara County, New York residents, though. Potholes are a threat to everybody. They pop up all over the place. Perhaps you've already hit one. Wyatt Fulton of Elmira, New York, says it's really bad there. Sometimes, especially at night, when I come home from work, uh, you can't really see some of the potholes that are here. And there's also a pothole right outside of my driveway. So my car scrapes every morning because of the uneven road conditions that are along this stretch of road. Experts say fluctuating temperatures make the asphalt issues worse. On average, potholes cost New York motorists more than $630 a year in car repairs. This week's sudden departure of Elmira's police chief remains shrouded in mystery. City officials have said nothing about the circumstances surrounding the departure of Chief Anthony Alvarez. Yesterday, he released a statement also lacking any real specifics. In it, the 27-year veteran of the Elmira Police Force said the city gave him the option to either resign or be terminated. Not clear which he chose nor why the city wanted to part ways. He only says that while he can't comment on specifics, he was quoting here, not willing to compromise my principles or ethics and ultimately my beliefs cost me my job. You just don't think that would happen in this neighborhood. Residents on a quiet suburban Rochester street shocked to learn of a gruesome scene in a nearby home. Monroe County Sheriff's deputies called to Kathy Drive in Henrietta Wednesday afternoon, where they say they found two people stabbed to death, a third critically wounded. They arrested 39-year-old Rajab Banahi, who they say called 911 and told a dispatcher he had stabbed members of his family. He's charged with first-degree murder and second-degree attempted murder. U.S. Senator Chuck Schumer in Dryden, New York, yesterday plugging efforts to increase broadband availability in rural areas such as New York's Southern Tier. The pandemic laid bare many things, one of which is access to broadband, which we know isn't a luxury anymore, but a necessity. The Democrat says communities can't compete without offering reliable internet service. And have you gotten used to doing without those plastic bags you used to get at the grocery store? It's been almost three years now since New York State banned them. Jason Wadsworth with Rochester-based Wegmans tells WROC shoppers have bought into it with the overwhelming number of bags now being used reusable. We're maybe about 85% reuse and uh, the rest is paper. 
So it's worked out very well, and our customers have been very consistent with that. Wadsworth says the store chain is also working on reducing the number of overpackaged items for sale, such as single-use items, and converting traditionally plastic items, such as drinking straws and stirring sticks, into more sustainable forms. Your nightly market report is up next, brought to you by Ambassador Advisors. Wall Street closing with stocks higher after the release of that major inflation report this morning. The consumer price index for last month came in at expectations and showed signs that inflation is indeed cooling off. Tomorrow, though, investors will be looking at the release of earnings reports from big banks, including J.P. Morgan and Wells Fargo. At the closing bell this afternoon, the Dow Jones Industrial Average rose by 217 points to 34.190. The S&P 500 climbed up by 13 points to 39.83, and the Nasdaq gained 69 points to 11.001. Ambassador Advisors, a Christian financial planning firm helping faithful Stewards do more. Details are available at ambassadoradvisors.com. This is the 5 o'clock report on family life. Annuities win the prize for most confusing investment. Even people who have annuities often don't understand them. Hi, I'm Rob West with the Faith and Finance Minute. The many varieties of annuities fall into two basic categories depending on when you start receiving payments. An immediate annuity begins paying as soon as you make the investment. A deferred annuity pays you after many years of contributions. Within those categories are three types. A fixed annuity guarantees a certain or fixed yield. An indexed annuity pegs your earnings to a market index. And a variable annuity pays you based on funds you choose. No wonder people get confused. Annuities can provide safe income, but they also tie up your money and most have sizable fees. Manage your finances wisely with the easy-to-use FaithFi app. Download FaithFi, Faith and Finance from your app store or learn more at faithfi.com. And coming up on the 5 o'clock report, we'll have the high seas tale of four brothers. Kevin Williams, and here is your Family Life regional weather forecast. For tonight, cloudy and up, periods of rain and fog flipping to snow overnight in western New York and northwest Pennsylvania. Temperatures rising through the 40s in eastern Pennsylvania this evening, dropping back to below the freeze point in western New York before morning. Then for Friday, where it's still raining, it'll flip to snow or flurries. And so in western New York and northwest Pennsylvania will continue. Several inches will accumulate across western New York and northwest Pennsylvania with slippery conditions as roads freeze as temperatures drop into the 20s in many cases. And then some leftover lake flurries, mixed sun on Saturday. Cold day, high in the 20s. All right, thank you very much, Kevin. Finally at 5, imagine how hard it would be to sail a boat across the Atlantic Ocean. Then, imagine how much harder still it might be to row a boat across the Atlantic. That's exactly what four British brothers are doing right now. Here's their story from Family Life's Brian Query. Four brothers are hoping to set a world record as the first rowing team made entirely of brothers to cross the whole Atlantic Ocean. The Adventurous Brothers are two sets of twins from the Friend family, and they are racing as part of the Talisker Atlantic Challenge, where 20 to 30 teams of four compete to race across the Atlantic, sharing two rowing benches and one tent-sized cabin for nearly four weeks. Naming their team The Friendship, surviving a month at sea requires some tough discipline, including eating around 6,000 calories a day of freeze-dried food and making their own drinking water from a solar-powered unit just to give them the energy needed. 
The brothers are completing the challenge to raise funds for three charities local to their home in Devon, England, and have so far raised around $100,000 for their causes. Brian Query, Family Life News. And you can track their progress online at last check this afternoon. The Friend Brothers and their friend shipped less than 150 miles from the finish line in Antigua. At least they get to finish someplace nice and warm. I'd linger there for a while if I were them. That's the world we live in for Thursday, January 12, 2023. Thank you again for joining us. I'm Mark Webster, Family Life News. News.